verse 1. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1. And it says, Giving us Jesus. That um, when we are losing in life, that we can hold on to your hand and you lift our hands up so that we are victorious in Christ. Thank you for giving us Jesus. And may we always look up to you and be with you as we hold our hands with you. Thank you. And just name we pray. Amen. Is it possible to get a, a, Bible, a Bible verse out? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. And uh, if everyone has brought their Bibles or their phones, you can uh, feel free to turn to it with us. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. Nice. All right. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I think in our, in our busy lives, uh, in our self-absorption, uh, it's easy to forget to praise God. Um, and so it's interesting in, in this Psalm of David, if we go back to verse 1, um, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He's telling himself to praise God. And I think that's needed sometimes because we forget so easily that we need to remind ourselves to praise God. And there are reasons here. He says, Forget not all of his blessings. He forgives all your iniquities. He heals your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Don't forget to praise the Lord. And that's what we're going to be doing today. So sing this with us together.
This next song is a new song that was introduced last week, um, and I know uh, many people were not here last week, so we're going to go over the chorus together uh, real quick. There's two choruses, but they, uh, the melody is exactly the same, uh, from the head to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
goes like this. From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you. From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you. So one more time together. From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you. From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey of letting go and getting lost in you.
Happy Sabbath. I haven't done this for a while. How many of you guys are happy to be here? Wait, what happened right here? <laughs> it's like a, thank you. Thank you, Rosemary. How many of you guys are happy to be here? Raise your hands. If you're very, very happy to be here, raise both of your hands. Amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath. We have a guest day coming up in a few weeks, so please... Take some invitation cards and give them to your friends. Please bring your friends on December 8th. Okay, December 8th is a guest day. We're expecting a lot of people. The potluck is going to be amazing. So bring all your friends to our church. It's our open house for our church. Also today, uh, we have a training day for deacons and elders. So please at 1.30 in our classrooms, please come. We're going to go through something very new to our church. So please be there. And we have, a, I think, a gym night too, right? Gym night at 6.30. We also have uh, sundown worship for YAM and campus ministry. Right here behind our sanctuary is the amphitheater for, uh, we're going to meet there today at 4 o'clock, okay? So sundown worship is at 4 o'clock. There is something that my wife and I still argue about. You know what it is? You know what it is? My wife claims that I've never asked her out. I'm like, honey, we have two kids. Okay? <laughs> okay? She's like, no, 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 no. You did ask me to marry you, but you never asked me officially to be your girlfriend. 
I was like, come on, we played tennis together. Uh, we, we hung out all the time. Uh, we, we went out and stuff. And guess what? We went to the school banquet. You know, that's huge. Come on now, right? But she said, no. That doesn't mean we are boyfriend, girlfriend. You have to make it official. Is that true? So apparently my whole marriage is based on assumption. How do couples ever work things out and stay together anyway? It's a miracle if you think about it. It really is. You hear about how couples fight over toothpaste? Guess what? It's true. You know how I know? Because we fought over toothpaste. Couples fight over toilet seats and toilet papers and even over how to fold socks. It's true. You know how I know? Because we fought over all of those. <laughs> it's true. Loma Linda Church, marriage isn't that easy. What I mean by that is it's never all sunshine and rainbows. We had to work hard to make marriage work. We had to learn to make some sacrifices and change some behaviors to make our marriage work. You see, in relationships, you will never agree on everything. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's flawless. It really is about two, two completely different people get together, work things out, survive first, and then thrive. The problem is a lot of couples do it backwards, right? They thrive in the beginning, survive for a little bit, and sometimes they give up. Never learning how to truly work things out. We think that if we are meant to be, the relationship should be really easy. It should be natural. I mean, if you're in love, I get excited to see her. She gets excited to see me. Everything should be really easy. But that's not how relationships work. But if you think about it, when you build something really hard, when you work something, when you put a lot of effort and work into it, and when you build something, that's some, there's something value in it. Anything that we value, it's something that we have put a lot of effort and hard work into it. Anything that comes easy to us, it's not that valuable. That's how relationships work. That's what marriage is. That's what home is. It's, it's built by two, both of them together, dedicated and committed people. We are in a series, two-part series, on love dating, and love, dating, and marriage. Okay, this is for anybody who is dating for, uh, who, who's dating or wants to date. This is for people who are thinking about getting married. This is also for anybody who is hoping to date in the far future 
like my daughters, they need to hear this because they do need to start dating when they turn 40. In addition, I'm hoping that people who are married can hear this and see if they can improve their marriage as well. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this beautiful church and beautiful people in this church. Now, Lord, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. Loma Linda Church. All of you, married and singles, marriage can be great. Marriage can be great. If you're divorced, I hope you find someone and have a way better marriage this time. All of you children, junior high, high school, the young ones, are you listening? I don't care how young you are and how far you are from getting married. I hope you get married one day. So get this through your head. Marriage can be awesome. If your parents have a great marriage, you can have that too. If your parents did not have a good marriage, then you can have a better one. Okay? It feels like we don't see many good marriages though. Right? Nobody's making shows or movies about great marriages. It's like there's no reality TV of, of my family. You know what I mean? My marriage is awesome. But nobody will want to watch it. It's so boring. Because people want drama. Like, oh, I heard that Amy broke up with the Pastor Richard three times. Ooh, seriously? Not only that, she did it twice on Valentine's Day. What? Who does that? Does she have a heart? Now, that's more interesting, right? But now, no drama. Things are just really good. There are marriages that are really good. So what does it take? Let's do a recap from last Sabbath. We talked about the, the things that we should pursue in love and dating and marriage. It's the qualities. It's the qualities that we need to pursue. We need to meet someone who's good at relationships. Remember that? If you missed it, you need to go online and listen to it, okay? We tend to chase after the wrong things. We want the prettiest girl, the smartest guy, most talented person, the one uh, who has it all. Except all those things we, I just talked about really do not contribute that much in healthy marriage. So we need to pursue people with the right qualities in love and dating so that we can have a healthy Marriage. These qualities that we need to pursue are written in the Bible. Remember? I told you to write your list down like whatever you want from your spouse. Write it down and throw it away. Remember that? And here's a list. It's in the Bible. 
1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. Here it is. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. So we need to find someone who is patient and kind, someone who does not envy or brag, but someone who is humble, respectful, and unselfish. And someone who does not dishonor others, is not easily angered, and keeps no record of wrongdoings. Roman in the church, underline the last part. If you have the Bible, underline the last part. It keeps no record of wrongs. There it is, Lomal in the church. The key to successful marriage. It doesn't keep a record of wrongdoing. If you keep record of wrongdoings, you know what happens? You get angry. Okay? And you start dishonoring your spouse. Okay? So Bible is absolutely correct. And we start making our spouses feel like they're worthless. I have observed from many, many couples, okay, many, many couples. I've heard from many speakers on marriages and relationships. And there's something that I've learned about marriages and many relationships. Okay, this, and, 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 and experts confirm this, okay. Eventually, Loma Linda Church, listen. Eventually, people do not have marriage problems. What happens is that people with problems come together and they get married. It's true. What happens is that people with problems, they get together and they get married and then have troubled marriages. I'm serious. When you dig down, you realize they don't have marriage problem. You actually have regular people problem combined in your marriage. Two people with problems, they get together, they fell in love, they stood on the altar and said, I do, I do, and they got married. Marriage problem is a single people problem in marital relationships. Okay, young people of Loma Linda Church. I'm doing this two-part series because I really love you and I care for you, okay? So here it is. So here's something that, that needs to be addressed before we move on, okay? Some, this needs to be addressed. There are certain things called red flags when it comes to relationships. Red flags. If you meet somebody with some major, like major bad habits, okay? If they have major bad financial habits, like they have a gambling issue or, or they, have, they have a ton of debt, credit card debt, they have a spending issue, uh, not good. Red flag, okay? Bad lifestyle issues, like if they're addicted to substance abuse like alcohol or, or drugs, man, red flag. 
okay? Bad temper expressed in anger or, or, or violence, like physical abuse is bad, but also verbal abuse is just as bad, okay? These red flags, if you see them, listen, run away, okay? Run away. Also, if you are looking for wrong things, okay, if you're chasing after wrong things, if you're marrying somebody for their money, if you're, if you're marrying somebody only because of their looks, okay, you're like, oh, she's so, just, just so beautiful. I know she's wrong for me, but she's just so beautiful. I, I want to marry her. No. One more thing, I want to add this. Don't get married just because you already have been intimate with that person. You know, this had to be said. There is no reason for anyone to get married. There is terrible reason to get married. Disaster waiting to happen. So these red flags, avoid, run away. If you are someone with these issues, or listen, okay, if you are the one who has these issues, then guess what? Get help before you find anyone to get married. Okay? Get help before you find anyone to get married. You know what? I don't want to be discouraging, all right? There are plenty of good, decent people out there. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I don't mean that you have to be flawless. But if you got some major issues, you're not ready for marriage because your issues will destroy your marriage. Marriages don't solve any of your issues. Marriages, marriage is not designed to solve your problems. In fact, in marriage, good things turn better and bad things turn worse. You don't have any red flags, you're ready for love and dating and marriage, then there we go. All right? Now we're going to get really into it. Now then, here is a secret to healthy love, dating, and marriage. You ready? It's not great sex. It's not. It's not wealth, talent, or good looks. It is a relationship that keeps no record of wrongdoings. Can I hear amen? Yes. In Greek, it literally means you do not count evil things that the other person does. You don't count it. There's no counting of bad things. I know 1 Corinthians is about love. Yes, love is in the center. But this love is actually founded on what? Forgiveness. It's a behavior that continues to happen in marital relationships. You're like, okay, Pastor Richard, that's it? You went up there to talk about that? Forgiveness? 
Okay, listen. I just want to share with you one simple idea which will be a difference maker in your marriage. Okay? Well, if you want to thrive in your marriage, uh, uh, love in all five love languages. Okay? You want to thrive? Okay, have a great communication with your spouse. You want great marriage? Learn to be grateful in your relationships. You want great marriage? Stop having false expectations. Etc. Etc. All these good things you can do it to make it great and thrive. I'm addressing the very basic, the basic behavior which is essential to a healthy marriage. Essential. Healthy marriage keeps no record of wrongs. It's saying, it's saying forgive and forget. You've heard it before, right? The phrase before, forgive and forget. And we're like, what does that even mean? Well, here, this is how I understand forgive and forget. When we decide to forgive someone, okay, when we decide to forgive someone, I don't know if we are going to ever forget what happened. Like, when I need to forgive somebody, I don't know if I'm ever going to forget what that person did to me. Because I remember... Okay, I have a really good memory. I, I still remember. My wife broke up with me three times. Twice on Valentine's Day. Who does that? Seriously. Right? But forgive and forget, this is what it means. When somebody does a harm to you and you're really upset, you're hurt by that person, right? And you feel like I can never forgive that person. But when you decide to forgive... This is how you forget. You forget the emotion. Remember your ex? Whenever you think about it, like, oh, you know, if somebody asks you about your ex, you're like, oh, you know what? That guy, and you foam in your mouth, you're like, blah, 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 blah. All these come out, your, your blood pressure goes up. You know what I mean? Like your, your, your emotion, the whole emotional level elevates you like, oh, that guy. When you decide to forgive somebody and forget, what happens is you forget the emotion. The anger is taken care of. When you forgive and forget, you might still remember what happened, but you forget the emotion. That's how you move on. That's how you let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'm serious. Oh my goodness. You guys, that let it go. That song should be a relationship theme song. In order for you to have a healthy marriage, in order for you to have a healthy relationships, you have to be able to let it go. Do not count the wrong things. This is when all the church wives are like, oh, I'm sorry, but it's true. Pastor Richard, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Come on. You know what I'm going through. 
I've been forgiving him for years. Shouldn't their behaviors change too? Listen, forgiving doesn't mean you encourage their bad habits or bad behaviors, okay? You have to correct it. And there will be a little bit of fighting going on. But the thing is, in relationships, in marital relationships, it's all about how to fight right. If your feelings get hurt all the time, if you're like, just like hurting the other person when you fight, then that's not the right way to do it. You need to work things out. Remember, we talked about in the beginning, working things out is actually about changing my behavior and you changing your behavior. And in the end, basis on it, the common ground is like, it's okay, actually, but at the end, we're going to work things out together. We're going to forgive each other. It takes both parties to work at it together. Besides, you know, all the people, I'm really sorry to say this, but a lot of people come to me and they sometimes complain about their spouse. It's true. But, you know, think about it. You're not perfect either. If I talk to your husband, if I talk to your I bet they have something to say too. You know what I mean? So in order for all of us to improve our marriage, yes, we need to improve our behaviors. But as we work that out, we need to have this one foundation that we need to stand on, and that is forgiveness. You'll never be perfect. We will never be flawless. But we make it work. And in order for us to make it work, the foundation we stand upon is forgiveness. Then from there we build up whatever we need to build up to make things not just only healthy but make it fantastic. Not just survive but thrive. In fact, key behavior of, uh, of healthy relationships in general, if you think about it, okay, is forgiveness. Any relationship, think about it. Your relationships with other people, your friendships with other people, think about it. At a certain point, you have forgiven that person at a certain point. Otherwise, we won't have relationships or friendships. Not only that, Loma Linda Church, are you ready for this? Not only that, Loma Linda Church, the foundation of the gospel is forgiveness. Gospel essentially is about forgiveness. God's grace is about forgiveness. God's mercy is about forgiveness. The cross of Jesus is about forgiveness. We start from there. So there it is, Loma in the church, the key to healthy marriage. It doesn't keep a record of wrongdoings. Forgive and forget. Check this out. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25. I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. 
Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Then he adds, I will remember their sins. Did you hear that? He said, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. That's how English works. Did you, did you, did you hear that? Micah chapter 7, verse, verse 17. He will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of sea. So all our issues that we've caused, God is saying, I'm going to put them all together and then throw it out. Jeremiah 31, 34. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me, from the last of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I'll remember their sin no more. I can share with you hundreds more of these Bible, study, Bible verses. And forgive and forget. Why do we forgive others? Because God forgave us. Then, we have something that we had known all along. Guess what? You, you knew this, okay? If God forgave my sin, I can forgive others. And if I can forgive others... I can definitely forgive my spouse. This is not a secret to healthy marriage. Simply, it's applying gospel in your love, dating, and marriage. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we we lift you up, Father, because you are the God of mercy and grace. And in the center of it is forgiveness. Father, we realize that in any relationships, forgiveness must be the foundation of all. And Lord, we realize that in our relationship with you, in the gospel, is forgiveness. And in order for us to build anything valuable and so beautiful in love, dating, and marriage. We realize that we need that element right in the center of it as well. So Father, as you have taught us to forgive others, even in our love, dating, and relationships, in our marriage, help us, Lord, to learn to forgive. In Jesus' name, amen.